In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about how to get people to click on your titles regardless of the traffic source, regardless of where it is that they are seeing your videos on YouTube. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments that you're hearing on this show are pulled from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website or from the comment section of my YouTube channel. So if you have a question that you want answered here on the show, if you want to get it expedited and go straight to the top of the list, then head over to commentsovercoffee.com put your question there in the form. I also want to let you know that if you are a content creator and you're looking for the best things to use for your YouTube channel, um, I mean like video editing software, video editing apps, thumbnail creation services, video editing services, all the things that you need as a YouTuber, um, big things and small things, you can find it all at bestcreatortools.com. Now, our question today comes from Fantasy Price Check. And Fantasy Price Check says, any advice on, on the balancing act of coming up with creative titles yet also being SEO friendly? I feel that my best titles are not SEO friendly since they're missing certain keywords I want to include. Once I stuff more keywords I want to rank for, the title is not as compelling. So this is a great question and thank you for submitting this. So what we are going to talk about or how we're going to actually put this whole thing together is we're gonna talk about uh, basically just writing titles that will get clicked on regardless of where it is that you are, where your videos are shown on YouTube. If it's a search results page, if it is a suggested column, if it is a home page, if it's your subscription or someone else's subscription feed um, to where they would see your content. Um, the idea is basically just getting people to click on what it is that you're doing and we're gonna talk about that. So. I'm sure that you've heard that most of the traffic on YouTube is from the recommendation features, which is true. Um, that basically means YouTube suggesting content next to other videos. That means YouTube showing content on home pages. That means YouTube showing content in the subscription feed. So because of that, when people are getting videos suggested to them or they're showing up on the home pages or even in the subscription feed, what's happening in that situation is people are having content presented to them that they didn't have any intention on watching. When they first logged into YouTube, they didn't even know that they wanted to watch that content. So your job as a content creator is to package your content in a way through your title and your thumbnail that would cause somebody to click on it, of course, if they're looking for it in search, but also if your content just happens to them by YouTube systems thinking that that person is a good candidate to watch your videos. If that, if your content just happens to them on YouTube or if it just gets shown to somebody on YouTube, getting people to actually click on what it is that you are doing. So the secret ingredient that makes all of this stuff possible is the compelling element. So when you are writing your titles for search, of course, in that situation, the compelling element by itself could technically be just the actual keyword phrase that somebody would type into YouTube search. So for example, how to tie a tie. If a video pops up, it's how to tie a tie. Hey, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm clicking on it, I'm in, right? But the problem happens when you have how to tie a tie and then you have a bunch of other videos on how to tie a tie that are right there in that same search result. Now the win when it comes to search is you're not competing with everybody on the platform, you're just competing with the people that are showing up for those search results. So you took your competition from millions down to like 10. <laughs> so because of that, you know, it like targeting search, it, it can really give you a, a, a nice advantage as long as your content type supports it. But you, when you're targeting search, you wanna think search, but you also do not want to omit 
the other features on YouTube. So in this situation, what you're doing as we walk or as we go through what it is that we're going to be talking about, what you're doing in this situation is you're giving yourself the opportunity to show up and search if your content supports it, but you're also giving yourself the opportunity to pull traffic from everywhere on YouTube. So through using compelling elements, which in a nutshell is basically some examples here that I can give you, things like fast, easily, cheap, free, um, time frames. So if we were doing, you know, how to bake a cake, if we did how to bake a cake in under 10 minutes, um, then in that situation, the in under 10 minutes would be the compelling element. Um, results is another compelling element. You know, if we took how to lose weight, then just that title by itself is like, okay, yeah, that's, this is good. This video is about how to lose weight. But if we make it more compelling, how to lose weight, we add a um, results-based idea to the compelling element and we say how to lose weight 30 pounds in 30 days we've added a result and we've added a time frame so we've basically added a very strong compelling element there that would also cause somebody to click on that video regardless of where it is that they happen to see it in search or in the other features somebody that's wanting to lose weight anyway but those are some brief examples of what compelling elements are now let's talk about how we can you know work these things together so when it comes to writing titles for youtube it's really important to think of who you're targeting and it's really important to think of what source you're targeting. And by who, I mean the person that you're trying to reach with that particular video that you are uploading. I, I can't stress it enough. And this is one of the things that you hear echoed through this podcast, through my YouTube channel, through everybody that shares YouTube-based information about, about growth and growing an audience and all that. It is so important to know who it is that you're making content for, know the desires that those people have, know the struggles they have, know the things that they enjoy, the things they feel. It's so important to, to know who it is that you're actually trying to reach with your content because that will help you write better titles. Same exact thing when you know what source it is that you're targeting with your content, that will help you write appropriate titles for that source. So as an example, let's say that you are making a video that is about the best podcasting mic. And I'll use that because I'm doing a podcast right now. So if you have a video that's about the best podcasting mic, and that is what you are optimizing your video for, for search, best podcasting mic, well, just that term by itself, it's okay, right? If I was looking for best podcasting mic and then it pops up, hey, best podcasting mic, there we go, then sure, that's that's good. But the, the unfortunate thing that happens on a search results page is you're not the only person there for that specific thing. So because of that, you have to do something in your title, your thumbnail, that's gonna push people over the edge and make them click on your content instead of clicking on someone else's. So that's where the compelling element comes into play. That compelling element can be represented in the thumbnail through text or imagery. It can also be represented in the actual title itself using you know some of the things that I um, briefly explained in terms of time frames or results or you know adding a, you know fast or easier or cheap or you know things like that any type of compelling elements you know your audience better than I do so you would have to think of how that would relate to the type of content that you make but the idea is that when you're writing a title, you got to think of the people that you're trying to reach. That's why I say that it's important to think of who that you're targeting and what source you're targeting. So you got to think first of the people that you're trying to reach and the things that they would care about. So if your particular video is about the best podcasting mic, if it is a podcasting mic that, that let's say is under $200, then in that situation, best podcasting mic, and then you add the compelling element of under $200, in that situation, if you know you're trying to reach people that are looking for budget mics, then what you're doing is you're adding that compelling element to where people on a budget would be like, oh, this is the video I'm looking for, bam, because I'm not wanting to spend over $200. Or another compelling element would be if you were doing the best podcasting mic, 
the compelling element itself would be the best podcasting mic and then maybe a bar or a hyphen. This sounds better than any pro mic on the market, right? So then in that situation, you're targeting somebody that is into quality. They're not as much concerned about price. They're just wanting to have the best sounding microphone they can get their their hands on when it comes to podcasting. And it's even a bonus if it it has a, a fair price. So what you're doing in that situation is you're adding these compelling elements to it so that in search, you're going to win in that situation against the other people that are also, um, you know, writing, writing out their titles for search. Now, of course, one thing that you always want to do when it comes to search is you want to go to this, you want to go to YouTube and you want to type in the search bar for the actual keyword or keyword phrase that you're trying to target so that you can see what everybody else has there, you know, the other results that you're going to be competing against so that you can make sure that whatever compelling element you add to your thumbnail or title, that it stands out from everything else that's there on the page. Okay. So that's super important. But if we take that and we level the whole thing up and we say, okay, you know what? We're not just targeting search. Search is going to be one of the sources that we're going to be tapping into, but we're actually targeting everything. So we want to get this video to show up in search, but we also want to have this video suggested a lot. And we also want to have this video showing up on homepage or on homepages. And the only way that your video is going to continually get suggested to people next to other videos or continually get suggested next to people um, on homepages is if people click on them, right? If people click on them, if they watch and enjoy the videos. So because of that, you have to think, how can I get people to click on the stuff on on my content when it's presented to them on the homepage or suggested? So that's where the compelling element comes in. So when you start adding these compelling elements to your titles, then what you're doing is you are giving yourself the opportunity to tap into all of the features of YouTube, right? Now, of course, with the type of content that you make, you might not even need to use a keyword phrase. You might not need to target search. But if your content supports it, I really recommend that you do have some search content as part of your content strategy. And the reason for that is because you're, you're it's so easy to target specific groups of people through search based on the things that they're looking for. It's so easy to grow your audience that way. As long as you can get people to respond to your content, you can write compelling titles like we're talking about here. But when you're tapping into search, it's just, it's super easy to, to, to target people because you are very specific about the content that you're putting out, but you're very specific about how you're actually writing your titles, like I was talking about with your best podcasting mic under $200 example. If you're doing under $200 as part of your title, then you know that you're targeting, you know, more budget-minded people with that title versus the, this sounds better than any pro market or pro mic on the market. Like when you, when you know who it is that you're targeting and you're writing the titles for them, it's super easy to, to, to target people and grow an audience based on that particular, you know, type of way that you would reach them through your title and your thumbnail. So when you are putting your titles together, what you want to think about is that you want to think about one, that a video can show up in search, even if it's not optimized for YouTube. So their AI is smart enough that if it deems that that video would be good for that search term, it'll put it there it still has to follow the same rule that we all follow, which is people need to click on it. They need to watch it for a fair amount of time, further engage, that kind of thing. However, YouTube is smart enough to know that, hey, people people enjoy this video for this specific thing. Based on the content of this video, it would also work good in the search results. So we're gonna try it there. And then if people respond to it, it'll stay there. So because of that, you'll actually see a lot of videos on YouTube that are not optimized for search, but they'll be in great search positions for terms that are nowhere to be found in their description, title, um, or tags. Now, on the flip side of that, I also want you to know 
that it's really important, and I think I mentioned this earlier, but just to be on the safe side, I'll mention it again, that it's really important to make sure that you're thinking of humans first over everything else. And the reason that that's so important is because if you can get humans to respond, then YouTube is going to show your video to more humans, and that's ultimately what you want, right? So when you're writing your titles, it's really good to use that keyword phrase, not just for context of YouTube so that they know what your video is about. I mean, that's a part of it. Letting them know just clearly without any question, letting their systems know this is what this video is about. This is the keyword phrase that I'm going for. It's clear because I'm also talking about that in my description. I've also added it to my tags. But you could rank a video in search without having anything in your description, without having anything in your tags, if you can write a strong enough title that's compelling and have a good enough thumbnail that's compelling that will cause people to click into your video regardless of what it is um, that you have in your description in your tags. You'll see that too. You'll see videos that will show up in, you know, number one in search for competitive terms. They don't even have tags or, or, or description in their video. It'll just be like a link going to something. And that's because their title and thumbnail are getting such a good response and the video content itself is getting such a good response that it's solidifying their, their ownership of those spots in search. So here's some things that you gotta think about. You gotta think about one, you're making your titles for people. Two, you have to add compelling elements to your to your content. You have to. You have to add it to your thumbnail and or your title so that you can make sure that you're stopping people in their tracks when they're on a phone and they're sitting there and they're just scrolling through because again, content's just being presented to them. You gotta get them to click and the compelling elements are what actually get people to click on the title. Just doing the actual keyword phrase that might be good for, you know, bringing your current subscribers back if they're showing that video. Um, it might, you know, if people respond highly to that video in search, it might also solidify you in search as well. Depending on your thumbnail, you could technically just do a how to tie a tie video and that video just crushes because your thumbnail is so good and your video content is so good and it works, right? But the only way that that is going to work good is if you did have something compelling in your thumbnail that would cause people to click on that um, as well, or your video is just so good people, you know, complete the whole thing, like, you know, a lot of variables there. But the idea that I'm getting at is when you're writing your titles, you got to think of the human, you got to think of, of getting the human to respond, you got to think of if it's, if I'm writing this for search, then if I'm targeting search, then in that situation, I, I need to make sure that I put the keyword phrase in my title so that when the people are looking for it, if I type in, um, best podcasting mic, I want to see best podcasting mic in the title because then I know through comprehension without having to think about it, I know exactly that that video is somewhat of a match from for exactly what it is that I'm looking for. I might explore further. I might read, you know, the published date or I might look at how many views it has or something like that, but I know that that's what I'm looking for. So that keyword phrase is there to grab my attention, not necessarily YouTube's attention, not their AI. It's there to grab my attention as a human being that's gonna be clicking on it. Um, the compelling element that you would add to the front or the back end of that um, would be the thing that would actually push me over the edge or the thing that would help you target that video for the right type of person that you're trying to reach. Like in the example here of the under $200 version of the best podcasting mic. In that situation, you know that you're targeting budget-minded um, budget people for that microphone. So you're gonna show them a microphone that is under $200. Maybe you give them an option or you recommend another video that is another budget video. So in that situation, in your video content itself, they come in for that, that under $200 mic and then you let them know at the end of that video, hey, if you're looking for something even, even lower cost, I've got another video um, for my under a hundred dollars. So, you know, you click into click in here to watch that video, but you take that budget minded person and then you basically get them in your watch time trap, so to speak, which is something I talk about on my channel. Um, but 
you get them into your um, your your sphere of content and they just watch video after video and you just run them down the line on all of these different budget options that you have through you recommending that they watch specific pieces of content on your channel. But if we go back to the title thing, um, the idea here is that you want to think of who you're targeting and what source it is that you're targeting. So if you are just targeting search, then, you know, technically, yeah, you can get away with just the best podcasting mic. But as soon as you start adding those compelling elements to it based on who you're targeting, then in that situation, what you're doing is you're you're starting to get very specific in your targeting itself, but you're also opening yourself up to more traffic sources, the more compelling that you can make that title. Like the stronger that compelling element, the more you're going to get suggested, the more you're going to show up on homepages because the more that people are going to click on that video because of the compelling element is pushing them over the edge, right? So because of that, when you are targeting search, like in your situation, when you're targeting search, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing that you should do. But when you're targeting search, you want to make sure that you do have that keyword phrase in there, but you also want to make sure that you have that compelling element because that compelling element is going to get people to click and search, but it's also going to get your content to show up everywhere else because people will respond to it more on those as well. So here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about when you're writing your next title, I want you to think about who am I actually trying to reach with this video? Who am I, who am I trying to reach? Who, what, what is it? that this video, it, before you even make your video is actually the time that you should think about this. But when you are putting your your title together for your video, think, okay, with this video, who is it that I'm actually trying to get to click on this? For that particular person that's looking for this p particular type of content, what would be the thing that would push them over the edge? Would it be under $200? Or would it be, for the person that I'm trying to target, would it be, this sounds better than any other podcast mic on the market or any other um, you know podcasting mic on the market? And you also want to think about what source you are targeting because it's really important when you are doing this sort of thing or when you're writing your titles that you make sure that, like, let's say, for example, if you're targeting search, if you're targeting search, of course, you want to have your keyword phrase towards the beginning of your title as well, but you can slide around a little bit in terms of where exactly in the structure of your title your keyword phrase is because in search results, YouTube shows more information with the title. But if you are targeting recommendation features, then you have to be super mindful of how your title is structured because YouTube cuts off titles after it's somewhere around 50 characters, um, somewhere around that mark, YouTube cuts off titles. So you have to think, okay, the keyword phrase that would let a viewer know, a person that would let a viewer know that this is what this video is about um, needs to be within that first 50 characters. And then the compelling element that's going to push them over the edge also needs to be within that first 50 characters. Now it can go on after that, but the thing that is going to be most important for people to see that will push them over the edge, that needs to be within that first uh, 50 characters. Um, if you are targeting any of the recommendation features, right? And you also want to think of, of your titles and your thumbnails and how they work together. And that's something that YouTube recommends as well, because let's say that you, that you are trying to make it as compelling as possible. In that situation, what you do is you put your compelling element in the title, but then you try to find another compelling thing that you can do in your thumbnail to push them over the edge there. Um, an example that I give in that course that I'm putting together, it's going to be going live here soon. Um, an example that I give in there is about making a cake, right? So if you are targeting somebody that's trying to learn how to make a cake, then in that particular situation, what you are wanting to do is you're wanting to add a compelling element to it, right? Like how to make a delicious cake um, in under, you know, 20 minutes. So in that situation, 
what you're doing is you're like, okay, hey, this person's trying to make a cake. Uh, maybe they're just trying to figure it out. They're a new cook. Uh, maybe they are um, wanting to make a cake quickly because they're putting something together and they're like, oh, I forgot. Now I need to make a cake. I don't even know how to make a cake. How can I make it quickly? And you're targeting that type of person that's, you know, unprepared, <laughs> maybe a slacker, you know, that's why they're doing it last minute. But, you know, like when you're, when you're doing that sort of thing, you want to make sure that you're putting those compelments out that those compelling elements on there that are targeting that that right person that you are um, trying to reach with the um, with the content. But when you are targeting search, though, just the phrase itself might not be enough if there's other videos with that same phrase. So because of that, those compelling elements will help you do better in search. They'll also help you, um, you know, show up in the other features as well. But like I was talking about with the thumbnail and title working together, you can also add additional compelling elements to that thumbnail. So let's say, for example, if your thumbnail or your title itself was, you know, how to make a delicious cake in under 20 minutes, but then in your thumbnail, you have a picture of a delicious looking cake, and then you have like sugar-free in the title, then in that situation, it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is now a sugar-free cake. So then in that case, now you're opening it up to people that are, um, maybe they have kids and they're like, hey, this is a delicious cake that I can make quickly for them because um, they're wanting some type of dessert, but it's sugar-free. So then therefore they'll be able to, you know, eat this. And, and you, you start thinking that through, maybe diabetics or, you know, people that don't, that are not eating sugar. Then in that situation, what you're doing by adding that sugar-free is you're actually creating some, a, a little bit of contrast between what you would imagine when you see a delicious looking chocolate cake, right? So what you're doing there is you're creating contrast between like, wow, that delicious looking chocolate cake is also sugar-free. And then you have a thing, you know, your title down in the bottom about, you know, how to make a delicious cake in under 30 minutes, or you could even do how to make a delicious cake in under 30 minutes that's sugar-free if you wanted to add that to the title as well. Um, but the idea is you got to stop people in their tracks when they're scrolling on their phone with compelling thumbnails and compelling titles. But the, the, the trick to all of that is to just making sure that you're adding compelling elements and you're thinking, and, and this is a really big part of it, right? Instead of just thinking like, I got to slap a title together for this video, think it through. Who am I trying to reach with this title? What would make that person click? What would make that person that I'm trying to reach click on what it is that I've made? And what source are you targeting with that? And what I, by source, I mean, are you targeting search? Are you targeting suggestions? Are you targeting homepages? Like what exactly are you targeting? Because that's going to dictate how you actually write your title, right? And when it comes to little things like making sure that the keyword phrase that you're trying to pull attention to is towards the front of your title. The reason for that is because one, YouTube cuts it off, but more importantly, it's because in English language, if you are making your videos in English or any language that reads left to right, then in that situation, if your keyword phrase that you're, that the human would be interested in, best podcasting mic, for example, if that's at the very front, you're grabbing their attention based on something that they are interested in. And it's something that happens quickly. If it's at the very end, then they have to comprehend through a bunch of stuff in order to get to that thing that they might be interested in at the end of your title. So because of that, you want to make sure that you're putting whatever it is that you're trying to grab attention with at, as close to the front as title, uh, as close to the front of, of the title as you possibly can. So just to kind of recap all of this really quick. So I know I've, I've kind of rambled around a little bit on this one because there's just so many ideas in my head and so many things I want to share. So I'm kind of rambling all over the place. But basically, the, the things that you got to make sure that you do when you are wanting to write a title that is targeting everything on YouTube is be very specific. Um, if you're, if you're, if you write a title with a keyword phrase that gives you the opportunity to show up and search easier, 
because you're able to match what somebody's looking for. Um, but you also want to make sure that you're adding that compelling element to it. If you're just targeting um, uh, uh, browse or recommendation features in general, then in that situation, the actual keyword phrase doesn't have to be as search specific, but the keyword still does have to be something that that person would know that that video is for them. That target person that you're trying to reach would know that that video is for them. So you would still need to make sure that you're adding that to your title. So in this example, best podcasting mic, then you would still add bed, best pod, best podcasting mic in that situation um, to your title if you're targeting recommendation features. But you could also go a little bit wider with it and you could do something like um, this podcasting mic is way better than the SM7B. And what you'd be doing in that situation is by saying, then the SM7B, if you're not familiar with the SM7B, by the way, that's basically just a microphone that's real popular in the podcasting world. It's what I'm using right now. But basically, when you are when you use that's better than the SM7B in that situation, then you are targeting somebody that knows about microphones in that situation. So since the SM7B is known to be a good microphone, then what you're doing in that situation through your targeting is you're saying, hey, this person knows about the SM7B, that's why it's in my title, but I'm throwing this in their face and challenging their opinions on what they think is the best mic by adding that this is better than the SM7B to the title. So then in that situation, what you're doing is you're not necessarily optimizing for a keyword phrase, but you're targeting for something that would, or you're structuring your title in a way that would target somebody to click on them based on challenging what they think is best, right? So there's a lot of different approaches that you can take for this. But again, at the core of all of it, it comes down to adding compelling elements to your title that would push people over the edge, like I was talking about before, and also making sure that you know who it is that you're targeting and be as specific as you possibly can. Like when you're when you're putting a video together and you're, and you're, and you're thinking of, okay, who is it I'm making this video for? try to be extremely specific because like in this best podcasting mic example, you can see, you know, if we go that under $200 route, that's a certain type of viewer compared to this is the best microphone, um, you know, on the market, right? Because that person that would click on that might not be as concerned, um, you know, with cost, right? So it's really important to think of who it is that you're targeting, but also to think about what is it that I'm targeting in terms of the source because the approach that you're going to take can be different based on on what source that you're targeting. But if you want to tap into everything, then in that situation, as long as your content supports it, target a keyword phrase. Absolutely, give yourself that edge, target a keyword phrase, but also add compelling elements to your title as well for the sake of the human response. Again, this isn't about, about YouTube systems. This is about the human that would see that result in search and would cause them to click on it because if people aren't clicking, you're not going to stay in that search result. Just like if they're not clicking on the homepage, YouTube's not going to keep recommending you there. If you're, they're not clicking next to the videos you're being suggested next to, then you're not going to stay there either. That's why a lot of people, when they publish videos, especially when they're just getting started, they'll see, wait, I had a thousand impressions on this. And out of that thousand impressions, I had like, you know, eight people click on this. So that's why you only got a thousand impressions. So in a nutshell, when it comes to putting your titles together, you just really have to think about who, what, and then add a compelling element to it that that you think would push that ideal person that you're trying to reach with your content over the edge. If you haven't yet, I would love to know your feedback on the show. You can leave that by either just sending me an email, um, sending me a tweet, 
at comments over coffee on Twitter, or just by simply leaving a review on your favorite podcasting platform of choice with a comment. Just let me know your thoughts on the show. I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.